Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of A Great Day for Freedom. With me is a lovely Ferrari. Hi. And, uh, yeah, we had to do that take a couple times. It just wasn't Yeah, and I wasn't, right. I wasn't sure if you were going to let me say hi. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was. Uh, all right, so, yes, we're not doing the Great Day for Freedom podcast on a regular basis because, to be honest, um, fuck it. I, yeah. there, there really was no sense. Look, it, it's, this country's become so politicized that you've already, most of you have already made up your mind. And again, instead of seeing red, white, and blue, you're strictly seeing red and blue. There's no white in there at all. Um, that being said, on occasion, we will do special episodes if we think that something kind of warrants that. And I think that this uh, surge that's been occurring with COVID definitely deserves that, especially seeing how certain people are reacting to it um, and, and, and certain comments that are made online and, and things like that, um, which I find hilarious because it, it, it doesn't take much to go and, and talk garbage to somebody online Um I have more respect for people if you're going to walk up to someone and say you disagree with them as opposed to going online saying you disagree and then running away like a little bitch, uh, which is what most people do. Um, but let's get to the actual meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Uh, both Ferrari and myself have, you know, worked in the medical field, uh, Ferrari for a long time, uh, actually, at this point. How many years have you been in the medical field? Well, some people wouldn't consider it that, but I've been working in the veterinary medical field for 16 years, All right. I well, think. Here, yes. Here's the reason why I think that that's important. I think that's important for two reasons. One, typically when pandemics start, they actually are started from transmission of the virus from animal to human. Yes. Uh, and I also think that it's very important because humans and animals, as far as treating them, are not really all that different. I mean, there is definitely some differences. Right. But they're um, very similar. But we use many drugs that are human medications. Um, there's plenty of research, uh, you know, humans to people, people to humans. Um, yeah, like you said, we're not all that different. You know, we may have differing body systems and stuff like that, but the way that the organs work and the way that, you know, blood works in a body, you know, it, it, it works the same way. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more um, when we get a little bit further into the podcast. But, yes, I have been a vet assistant or a veterinary technician for a long time. And I've been in the medical field since 2009 up until just the past couple years ago. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, life throws you a curveball and sometimes you have to change the path you're on due to uh, physical reasons or what have you. Um, I started out actually in psychiatry, but then I moved actually into uh, neuropathology uh, which is pretty much 
uh, doing autopsies and determining what killed someone, whether it be a disease or what have you. Um, my focus was mostly on the brain and spinal cord, uh, but believe it or not, COVID actually plays a big role in that because of certain things that we found out. Um, and we'll get to it a little bit later, but COVID actually does cause damage to certain parts of your brain. And once that's damaged, neuroplasticity is not a guarantee, which means you might be permanently damaged, um, which means you might not smell or taste ever again. That might not be just short term. Um, as far as pandemics go, though, and, and you know this, too, uh, over the years, uh, over the, and, and they've been studying this for the past 300 years. Uh, over the years, there's been roughly, you know, uh, nine pandemics over the past 300 years. So we guesstimate roughly every, three pandemics every 100 years. The last one was a Spanish flu, which was in 1918, lasted three years. Uh, I would happen to say when it came to this one, we were overdue. Um, some people might argue that the original SARS, and we'll talk about that uh, 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 in a bit, that was, that was in the 90s, wasn't it? It was early 2000s. Early 2000s? Yeah. Okay. Um, some people can argue that. The interesting thing about that, and we were actually... Uh, one of the epicenters for that was, was Toronto. Uh, and we were living in Buffalo, New York at the time. We, we were only an hour and a half away. And the interesting thing is it showed up and then it just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, but people actually cared about each other and actually did the right thing. They, they, they quarantined themselves if they felt sick, you know, they, they, they didn't go out without masks it was actually fairly common to see people especially in larger cities like buffalo or toronto or what have you wearing masks um we knew though with this pandemic it wasn't a case of if a pandemic of this magnitude would happen it was a case of when and how bad anybody in the the anybody in the scientific realm will tell you that, um, which is funny because one of the worst mistakes that we've made with this is politicizing it. Mm -hmm. So you're putting people that have little to no scientific background, and before you sit here and you say, well, Rand Paul's a doctor, Rand Paul's a quack. Mm -hmm. Rand Paul's a quack, and that's been proven time and time again. Um, we politicize this. And... I'm going to go one further and actually say that while when Trump laid out the initial blueprint for the road to recovery for this, I actually was happy because it was a solid plan. And then the very next day, he goes and starts trashing states and even one mentioning about taking up guns and overthrowing the government or something along no, those yeah, lines. Like, I don't liberate, remember. Liberate Virginia, liberate Michigan, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was just stupid. Okay. That was someone that has a bachelor's level, level of education 
uh, bachelor's degree level of education, thinking that he knows everything when he knows nothing. Um, that was stupid. But the original plan was actually very intelligent and very likely would have gotten us through this less, less damaged than we already are. Um, you would think almost two years later, uh, we'll say a year and a half, but I say almost two years because we, we actually read about COVID. Uh, again, it was Thanksgiving night of 2019 uh, in a medical journal uh, that they were reporting a new disease that was similar to pneumonia that was going around Wuhan. Uh, so, again, this has been around for almost two years. Uh, it's been in the States, actually, for almost two years, because there's some people that very likely would have tested positive for COVID um, last November, or November 2019, December 2019. You you got sick, January, what, was it January of 2020? End of January 2020, yeah, from, I, I don't remember the exact date, so it was like January 25th until, like, the second week of February before I started feeling like a human being again. And you still had issues though afterwards, correct? I, well, I didn't get my voice back for a couple of months. Um, and now even like right now my voice isn't, but that's also because of the red tide and stuff. Um, but I lose my voice a lot easier. Um, I, still don't have the cardiovascular prowess that I had previous to this. You know, I used to go jog the neighborhood without problem and, um, I don't anymore. I try. It doesn't work. Well, I have a um, concern about that, but I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably, if they would have had tests available, and I would have went and got tested, I probably would have been like, oh, you have coronavirus. Um, I mean, here's the thing. My, my, my concern about that, of course, not just with you, I mean, especially with you, mm -hmm. but with anybody, is that is a sign of permanent lung damage. Uh, and, you know, I... Look, as much as the news tries to tell us that, that well, we're not sure if this is, you know, just, you know, short term, and by short term it can mean a year or two, or if this is something you're going to live with for the rest of your life, the fact of the matter is, is we're starting to see that COVID patients, even with the initial alpha variant, the initial wild variant that uh, many people were exposed to, mm -hmm. um have permanent lung damage and also have permanent brain damage. And I'll get into that in a bit as well. Um, and there's other things as well. There, there's some things I cannot talk about because it hasn't been published yet. You know, that's the other thing. I, I still talk to lots of doctors um, because they still consult me regarding head trauma. Uh, and then we get on the subject of COVID because there is some head trauma involved there, even though someone's not hitting their head or shaking their head, there is brain damage. That's trauma. Um, I will give Trump credit. He developed this vaccine rather quickly, and I know you're oh, going to get into well, that in a minute. First of all, 
Trump didn't develop anything. Well, okay. He he led... He pushed for it to be yes. developed. Yes, yeah. Trump wasn't in the lab. <laughs> Trump, Trump no. was not allowed no, no, to no, touch no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah. But... It was the fastest vaccine developed <laughs> since the mumps vaccine, which took four years. Um, the mumps vaccine, it, at that point in time, uh, which I believe was uh, in the late 60s, uh, was the quickest to have been developed. Um, from start took, to finish, yeah. From start to finish. It took four years. Uh, it was from collecting viral samples to licensing the drug in 1967. Um, uh, the... Coronavirus vaccine was estimated to take 12 to 18 months. I believe it took closer to nine months for right. it to develop. But you actually have an answer uh, or a, a potential answer to why. So, yeah, you mentioned SARS earlier. And I'm I'm not going to tell you what site I'm reading this off of because, as we've seen, um, trusted medical journals and um, trusted sources are no longer trusted i will tell you though the doctors consult this site frequently yeah so sorry this is not um joe bob and his truck in his garage talking about the youtube videos he watched for three hours last night um but we talked about sars which was in 2002 um which rose out of southern china and affected ontario and shut down toronto which you said you know i mean we both remember very clearly um, came and went pretty quickly. Now, whether it came and went because it wasn't a very strong virus or because people actually did what they were supposed to and wore masks and shut down the city and stayed away from each other, we don't know. But scientists and doctors were still studying SARS and working with it, you know, whether or not they were actually developing a vaccine, I don't have from this article. Um, there was also MERS, which was in 2012, yeah. the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, um, that was in the Arabian Peninsula in South Korea. We adopted a coronavirus pro vaccine program at that time, is what this says, and they learned that the spike protein is a soft underbelly of the virus. So in 2012, they were working on developing vaccines using that protein, which is what some of the coronavirus vaccines are using right now. And that if you deliver the spike protein as a vaccine, it's highly effective, induces what are called virus neutralizing antibodies. So... The technology for that and the research for that was done in 2012. So when COVID came about, they used that technology and that research and just plugged in the protein from COVID, tested it, and said, this is working also. And then Trump and the FDA, and it was fast-tracked to, you know, emergency use so that we could get people vaccinated and help protect them. So it's not that this vaccine, you know, was developed start to finish in nine months. We had a base for the vaccine since 2012 and, you know, just plugged in the piece of it that we needed. 
Um, oh, you're looking up mRNA vaccines. Well, MR, uh, here's yeah. the thing. mRNA has been around, and the reason why I'm looking that up mm-hmm. is because one of the reasons why people have me- mentioned that they, they don't trust the vaccine is because it uses mRNA. Um, and what it does is it trains your DNA to actually make uh, antibodies uh, to mm-hmm. fight off this illness. It's been around for actually quite a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you get the vaccine and you don't feel all that great the next day, um, it's not the actual vaccine itself. It's the actual coating that they have to put on the mRNA. mRNA is actually very delicate. Um, and if they weren't putting a, a, a coating on it, it's like a protein enzyme coating on it, mm-hmm. uh, y- you the mRNA wouldn't work. I mean, the vaccine itself just would not work. And that's one of the reasons why we had to keep it at a certain temperature before you could give it, you know, before you could actually give the, give the, uh, the shot and so on and so forth. Um, it's not reprogramming your DNA. Uh, it, it's not going to turn you into a mutant. It's not going to make you so, you know, you can program your 5g phone with your you know brain it doesn't do any of that. All it does, it helps your body uh, generate uh, um, a immune response to that spike protein is all it does. Mm-hmm. It's been around for years. We've actually been using it for, for quite a while as well. Um, so now that we have that out of the way, as far as the vaccines go, um, people will mention breakthrough cases. That's exactly what they are. They're breakthrough cases. Mm -hmm. Some people's immune system is better than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't have to be immunocompromised to have a weaker immune system. And if you have a weaker immune system, then this vaccine is not going to work as well for you as it would for, say, someone that has a very strong immune system. Uh, The other thing is, is... This, when you first get the vaccine from the very first shot, you are not completely vaccinated until two months after that first initial shot. That's how long it takes for your body to regenerate all uh, you know these antibodies. Right. Well, and that's the problem because uh, some somebody who shall remain nameless um, posted about a um, a Southwest Airlines flight attendant who recently died of COVID, who was supposedly, oh, well, his family says he was fully vaccinated, but um, the, uh, the CDC, the CDC considers a person fully vaccinated 14 days after they've received their final dose of a vaccine, but your body does still take time to work on that. So, um, I don't have full information on when exactly that person got a vaccine or whatever, but he unfortunately did die of COVID. Um, even though he had had vaccinations at some point, you know, and it sucks because he was a younger guy. Um, but we don't know what kind of, you know, immune system he had or, you know, I don't have, I don't know this guy personally. Um, I mean, look, here's the thing with vaccines. You are always going to have some side effects for some people. 
There's well, other people that won't have always, any. And there's always going to be a a percentage, you know, that it just doesn't work for. Well, you know, in everything, in every treatment, in everything that happens in this world, there is a standard deviation. It's a bell curve. You know, it's. You're starting to get into things that people aren't going to understand, but this I is, agree with you. The problem is, though, is that the, it's. To me, these are things that I was taught in regular public K through 12 school. Oh, yeah. And I am very grateful of where I went to public K through 12 school. And I am very angry that there are K through 12 public schools that do not teach these things. No. No, and, and that and is a whole other discussion. Science, science should actually be a priority in this country, and and it hasn't been for the Critical past four thinking, years. Teaching well, people how to yes. think. Now, the reason why I said two months is because while the CDC says fourteen days mm-hmm. after your last shot, most most good doctors mm-hmm. will tell you that you're not completely vaxxed until two months after the very first injection that you get. Yeah, that each and, each vaccine actually takes three to four weeks yes. to end up in your system. Yes. You know. Now, you know, and, and that's, and I think, you know, part of that is that's to make sure that you have passed that threshold where you're vaccinated. Now, here's something else that's very important we got to talk about before we get to the next thing. A lot of people are under the impression the vaccine is going to cure this. No, the vaccine's not meant to cure it. It is meant to lessen the symptoms if you get sick. That that it's and it, that's I mean I think that's that's another thing. We people, marketed it the wrong way. The government right. marketed it the but wrong the, way. But I mean, this, this, any vaccine though, like I mean the flu vaccines that you over said, the list. Yeah. The last 20 years, people think like, oh, I got my flu shot. I'm not, I'm never going to get sick. No, it's to introduce it to your body in a weakened way so that your body, when it is, you know, given the wild flu, it goes, oh, I know what this is. I can take care of this, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get sick. It just means that you're not going to get severely sick. It means that you're not going to die from it, usually. You know, unfortunately, this guy, I'm not even going to mention, you know, his name. You can Google it, Southwest Airline Attendant. But, um, you know, un, you know, nothing's 100%, but why wouldn't you want the chance? I mean, most of us are going to be in the majority of people that the vaccine works for, doesn't give us severe side effects, you know, lessens our, you know, our chance of getting super sick or dying. Well, that's why I even get to that later. So you know, we're going to touch on that in a, in a minute. But yeah, I agree with you. that it, And I don't like to say marketed because none of us are technically buying the vaccine, although they are charging insurance companies, but which is was... another thing. But yeah. That when the vaccine was not, um, we weren't given the information correctly about what this vaccine is supposed to do. No, and I, you know, and to be fair, I still don't think. But I, I 
I think in general, people think that vaccines in general are cures. They're not. And they're only cures in quotes if the majority of people actually get the vaccine because then you're already, you know, introduced to it in a weakened state so that when you're introduced to the wild virus, you're not getting sick and contagious and all of that. Um, and, um, what else was I going to say about this? You look like you want to say something, so go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I do because you keep on mentioning about introducing it in a weakened state. While that's true, with the mRNA vaccine, that's a little bit different. It is a little bit different. we've it's, changed science, you know, it's, yeah. science has evolved. Guys, science is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. As someone that used to actually do research... We're, we're, we're constantly looking at ways to improve science. Right. But that's what I was trying to talk about. Like the old, you know, the vaccines that most of us have all gotten. Like, yeah. you know, the mumps, the rubella, you know, some of us have gotten vaccines for hepatitis and things like that. Things that have been around for a long time are weakened, you know, yeah. we, or smallpox, things like that. They're weakened versions of the disease. But yes, mRNA is a little different because you're using the protein from and you're introducing that protein to your cells saying, you don't want this, learn how to take care of it, you know? Yes. And I mean, can you still get it? Yeah, of course you can still get it. But uh, if you take precautions, you you won't. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about vaccines in in a bit, Um, but I want to talk about the Delta variant because that's the predominant variant right now. The Lambda variant is slowly making its way up here. Um, They're researching. They're doing a lot of research on it now to find out if it's more contagious, if it's more deadly, if it's resistant to uh, uh, the vaccines. Right now, it looks like it's not going to be as bad as the Delta variant. There, there's another variant, and I forgot what they named it after the Lambda variant. Was that it one, uh, no, it wasn't Kappa. I, I, I initially said that first, but it, mm. uh, I have to take a look at it. That one actually looks in it now. They've only done tests in petri dishes, not on people, but it actually looks to be a lot more dangerous. Um, so it's important that we actually get on this right away. The other thing is you have, and again. I, I mentioned about politicizing this, but I have to bring up certain political aspects of this because epsilon. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, and there might be a zeta variant too. Yeah, and I think it's the epsilon one that they actually in, in petri dishes right now is resisting all. Maybe yeah, maybe resistant to COVID nineteen yeah. vaccines. So here's the thing, and we're going to get into how they mutate because. What a lot of people don't realize is before before all of this happened, before COVID was even a thing uh, uh, in the United States, this you know the the, the coronavirus. Um, I was actually writing a book on a pandemic, and I even made the joke with Ferrari earlier today. I really got to stop writing because I I, I you know. You've predicted I, things. Yeah, and it's not on purpose. I mean, the, the whole pandemic thing, anybody that is involved in science, we knew this was coming. We just didn't know what it was. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. 
And never once did we think that it would be politicized for political gain. Realize this. And it doesn't, whether you've gotten the vaccine or not, you are nothing more than a political pawn. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And I realize that there's people that worship the, the, the GOP like, like nobody's business. I'm not a political pawn. Yes, you're a political pawn. You are a political pawn. Which is pretty interesting because the GOP is killing off their base. So you're a political pawn and you're part of an experiment whether you like it or not. Um, the Delta variant is definitely more contagious to kids. Um, as far as how much more contagious is it? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I haven't seen numbers. I've seen that it's like 3.5% higher uh, uh there's a 3.5% higher chance of kids uh, um, catching COVID uh, for the GOP governors that are saying, well, they might catch COVID, but it's not as bad as when adults get it. Um, uh, there's actually been quite a few deaths of mm -hmm. children because of this. As a matter of fact, in Texas, Texas has gotten so bad, one of the counties has no ICU beds. And the the uh, director of health, uh, the 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 board of health for that county, outright in the media said, "Look, we don't have any more beds. So if your child comes in and needs needs an ICU bed, we have no other choice but to tell them you have to wait till one of them dies." Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's true. Um. Schools open this week. Now, nationwide, uh, more than 10,000 students and teachers across 14 states. Now, that's just 14 states, and Florida was definitely one of them. And I know Florida added, one county alone added over 400 students, uh, students and teachers, uh, are quarantined for uh, coronavirus that's exposure. That's not even mentioning in Broward County that four teachers have died in a week. In a week. In a week. Yes. Yeah. Actually, less than 24 hours. They all died, yeah, within, the, like, hours of each other. Um, so, what is the best way to ensure their safety? Florida has, Florida and Texas in particular, we have sadistic governors. Mm -hmm. um, they, they're against mask mandates. Uh, they, they, they want parents to have the choice. But if a school offers the parents the choice... DeSantis, and I, I'm not going to speak for Texas. I, again, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't live in Texas. I'm not going to speak on Texas short of, I think, Governor Abbott's a tool. Um, as far as Governor DeSantis goes, he threatened to take away their funding and their pay. Uh, the problem with that being is that uh, a few days after he said that, his, his assistant uh, – came out and said that actually they can't do that. Only the school districts can withhold the funding. And most of the school districts actually want this mask mandate in place. So what DeSantis was doing was he was threatening with, he was all bark but no bite, which tends to be a bad habit with our governor to begin with. I won't get into anything else. We're sticking strictly with COVID. But our governor, he, he's an idiot. And he's 
typically is more bark than bite nine times out of ten. Um, unfortunately, for a guy that cries poor for a state, almost everything he passes ends up in court. You would think that somebody that went to Harvard, which makes Harvard look stupid, um, and was a lawyer would know better, but he obviously doesn't. So the question is, how do we make these? How do how do we make schools safer for kids? They're obviously going to be in school, and I'm not against that. I I I I think that it's actually good for kids to be able to be in school. The problem is, you can't just mask half a classroom, but not the other half. It 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 it, it doesn't work that way. Um, I want your input on this as well. I mean. Mm-hmm. You've you've worked with kids just like I have. Mm-hmm. What would what would you suggest? I have my own suggestions, which I I will be glad to bring up. If you want me to say them first, I will. But I mean, what would your suggestions be to make school safer for both students and teachers? The simplest thing is wearing a mask. You know, yes. I mean, and we're, I know we're going to get into it in a minute about again people not wanting to wear masks, but. It's not a difficult thing. No. It's the simplest, easiest thing to do. is just to put a face covering over your mouth and nose so that you're not breathing on other people. You know? And I just want to get into it. Like, it, it's also, like, if you've been exposed to the cold, like, a cold or the flu, you're not spreading that either. Like, I just... I. I don't know why it's such a big deal. Um, but yeah, I would say masks across the board. Everybody in schools wears a mask. You know? I Okay, we're I on mean, the same page with that. It's the simplest thing. Um, I think there still should be a virtual option. You know? Which in Florida, for those that don't know, most counties in Florida, there is no remote option. What they've done with these kids is they've given them two weeks worth of homework, sent them home and said, here, do this at home. Oh, if they're quarantined. Yeah. 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 Uh, because most of them remove the remote option. Here's the thing, guys, remote education is actually a wonderful thing. It is more work. Yeah. And some, some kids don't do well with it. You know, some no. families don't do well with it, but you know, especially DeSantis who talks about, you know, he wants people to have the freedom of choice. I think I I think that in itself, yes, you should have the freedom of choice. You should have the freedom to say, I don't want to send my kid to school with other people. I want to do a virtual option. Um, that should be a thing, you know. Or if I if I can't keep my kid home, then yes, there should be mask mandates. There should be um, smaller class sizes if they can do that. Social distancing. Yes. Um, barriers. You know, they've they've done certain schools have been able to put up either plastic sheets I or think... or plastic barriers like um, just plastic dividers. I think they're still doing that. I do mm -hmm. want to make a comment though. You mentioned about smaller class sizes. The problem is that now is not an option. Because there's been a number of teachers that, because of the lack of mask mandate, have taken early retirement. Because mm -hmm. it was better for them, health-wise, to do that. Right. Um, and 
as far as students go, we're on the same page. I personally think, look, you mask all the kids up. Mm-hmm. Mask all the kids up. And uh, at that point, uh, you know, if a parent really has a problem with it, and I know there will be parents that really have problems with it because they really don't care about anybody else but themselves and possibly their husband, wife, kids, whatever. Um, let them let them homeschool. Yeah. Let them homeschool. Because here's the thing. Even though the public schools don't have the virtual option, only because I know people with kids, there are homeschool virtual options for kids. There's Florida K-12. There's um, there's another one. There's a few There's a few that are actual online homeschooling options. You know, you just, you say, I'm going to homeschool my kid. And you have, it's just like having your regular teachers. You know, there's a teacher for each class. There's 20, 25 kids in each class, you know. Yes. It's, it's an option, you know. If you, if you really don't want your kid to wear a mask, then you stay home. Now. Your kid stays home. You notice a type of school that I did not mention mm-hmm. was private. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why. Uh, private schools... And what DeSantis is not telling everyone is most of the private schools actually are requiring masks. Yeah. Including the one that his daughter goes to. Yep. His daughter has to wear a mask to go to school. And here's the thing. Knowing kids who are in private schools that um, <laughs> um, they aren't full time in no. class. No, they're not. My, I mean, I, 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 she's my friend because she's 16, but she goes to a private school. She only goes to school two or three days a week and does the rest of her schoolwork at home. Well, again, and it's not, mm. this isn't just DeSantis that's doing this. Most, most in the government, it doesn't matter, blue, red, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Send, if they have kids that are school age, they send them to private schools. Right. I'll use Ted Cruz as an example, and I'm only using this because this was actually verified. Yeah. Ted Cruz sends his kids to a private school where they're required to wear masks. Yes. Yet Ted Cruz, much like DeSantis, is arguing that kids should not have to wear masks in public schools. Now, what they're what what they're sort of brushing over is if you decide that you don't like this. They will give you a voucher so you can attend a private school. So it's almost like they're trying to hurt the public schools and bolster up the private schools. Probably because that would hopefully reduce tuition at a private school. And you could go that way. Now, I went to a private school. And I know for a fact the private school that I went to, it's still around all 40 years later. Um, But they're all wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guys, it's a Catholic school. Yeah, it, it, it was a Catholic school. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, you can't use a religious exemption from masks. Uh, the Catholic school is wearing masks. <laughs> yes, which brings me up. I'm glad you said that because that brings me up to the next thing. Someone decided to shoot their mouth off on the Facebook page. Now, I don't ban people unless you refuse to engage in discussion. 
If you just sit there and you're just going to stir the pot and you're not going to actually engage in discussion, you're not going to defend your statement, you're just going to sit there and call names or, or, or what have you, um, honestly, fuck you. Uh, I, I'll ban you. I, I really don't care. Um, I, I, don't, I don't need shit from stupid people. Um, but what I find is, and this goes along with religious, but it also goes along with the Republican Party. The Republican Party is notoriously anti-abortion. Now, some of you might be saying, what does abortion have to do with COVID? Well, they've adopted the phrase, my body, my choice, which I find extremely ironic because that is a term that is used by women or it still is, but has been used for years by women to protest uh, making abortion illegal because believe it or not, guys, they do still try to overturn, overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, well, the people that don't want to get vaccinated or wear masks or social distance keep on saying, my body, my choice. Well, here's why that's stupid as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, my body, my choice. So does that just apply to COVID or does it apply to other things? I'm going to use the easiest argument as possible. Um, let's say I want to drink a liter of Jack Daniels and then jump in my car and drive down, you know, I-95 and, you know, cover my one eye. So instead of four cars, I only see, you know, duplicates. Uh, and what happens if I crash my car head on into your son or daughter's car and your son or daughter dies? Well, it's my body. I mean, my choice but it affects you. And that's part of the problem. You can say my body, my choice all you want, but as soon as it affects someone other than you, it is no longer your choice. Mm -hmm. If you go out, you're not vaccinated, you're not wearing a mask, you happen to be symptomatic or asymptomatic and have COVID and you give it to someone it's not really your choice anymore. You are pushing your choice on someone else. And your choice may kill someone else. Think about that. Drunk driving is illegal for a reason. Because people die. What happens if you give this to someone, they're not aware that you gave it to them because, hey, your body, your choice, right? And then they go and they visit their 92-year-old grandmother and they give it to their 92-year-old grandmother and their 92-year-old grandmother a week later is dead. Two weeks later is dead. Is it still your body, your choice? I mean, are you choosing to get these people sick? Are you choosing to harm these people? Is that your choice? Because if that's your choice, that actually technically should be illegal and your ass should be in prison. My body, my choice is one of the 
stupidest arguments ever. And I will even throw this out there. The one that used this the other day, and this was hilarious, happened to be a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. They went to Brigham Young University, which is a very religious college, and they say, my body, my choice. So, wait a minute. You're using an abortion quote when you are adamantly against abortion. You're not pro-choice. But you're pro-choice when it comes to you. Really? The my body, my choice argument is one of the stupidest arguments you can come up with for this. And I've just got to the point that anybody that uses that as an argument... I seriously am going to tell them to go fuck themselves. And I will properly explain why it's a stupid argument. And I very likely may end up being gross about it. Look, you might sit here and you might be against abortion, and that's fine. That's your choice. I, I, I won't argue that against you at all. I may argue some of the scientifics regarding a fetus, but... You, if you're against abortion and you're a female, look, it's your body. It is your choice at that point. That's not going to affect others. It's not going to hurt others. But if you're going to be carrying around a virus that has killed a large number of people, and at the very least got a large number of people sick, do you guys realize how expensive insurance premiums are going to be once this is all over? Are 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 you do do any of you even think of this? No. No. No, but when it happens, then they're gonna then they're gonna cry. They're gonna oh, cry they're gonna no, they're gonna blame Biden. That's that's yeah. what they're gonna do. They're gonna blame Biden. The fact is, it's not. Look, do I think Biden can do more? Yes, but if Biden did what I what I think he should do, y'all fucking hate it. Um, yeah. As far as hospitalizations go, I, that's enough with my body, my choice. Look, use that argument. You're an idiot. And please, I, I'm, I'm going to do what what somebody that, that I, I I watch his little video podcast every day. He's, he's a doctor. He's a very good doctor at that. If you agree with my body, my choice, please go to the Facebook page, comment my body, my choice, and I will tell you why you are an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, hospitalizations. Um, you would think that if you're unvaccinated and you get hospitalized, you would want the vaccine if you recover. And some do and some don't. Um, there's a number of reasons why people give why they don't get the vaccine. But almost every single one, when they're hospitalized because they can't breathe because their pulse ox is... 75 or 80, and yes, believe it or not, your pulse ox can be 80, 75, 80. You can walk into the hospital, have a little trouble breathing, but still walk into the hospital and be fine. If someone that had asthma as a kid, I can tell you right now, when your pulse ox is that low, you really shouldn't be walking anywhere. Um, as a matter of fact, you'll probably look at your fingernails and see that they're bluish purple. Um most people ask for the vaccine when they're being hospitalized. Guys, it doesn't work that way. If you didn't get the vaccine before, you ain't going to get it when you're, in the, when you're in the ICU. It don't work that way. And it's stupid to think that people are that stupid to even ask that question. 
I think that proves that people don't understand how vaccines work. I, I see, know? and you're nicer than me. I think it just proves that, that, that again, no offense to anybody, but most of the people that refuse to get the vaccine tend, up, tend to be conservatives. It goes to show how stupid so many conservatives are. Not all, but a lot. You know? And, again, some of them aren't. Some of them just have no education whatsoever past, you know, maybe if they were lucky they passed the GED test with the lowest possible score. Um, here's the thing. With the people in the hospital, uh, Don Lemon, and you can hate CNN all you want, but you can't change the narration. You can't change what what patients actually have said. And a number of patients said they were going to get the vaccine until they started recovering. And then all of a sudden, well, I don't think I'm going to get the vaccine. Why? Because I don't trust it. And some of them were saying, well, because it's not FDA approved. And I find that really interesting. I mean, a number of them changed the reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually will get about the FDA approved in a second. A number of them say, well, they didn't have time or... They, you know, they, they plan on getting it next week or, you know, all this. Other, every single one of them comes up with a reason other than the fact that, well, I didn't want to get it because I didn't agree with it. I didn't believe in it. Whatever. Every well, once in a while, you get someone I've, honest. I've had the, the opposite where I was talking to somebody who was, you know, sharing conspiracies about the vaccine and how it's not a real vaccine and... You know, it's it's not giving you immunity because people are still getting sick. And after a couple of, you know, questions and statements and whatever, and come to find out that this person is just afraid of needles. If that is the If real that's your problem, then take your wife, let her hold your hand, cry about it for a few minutes... I mean, I went with my coworker who's afraid of needles, and you know, by the time we got when we got our second shot, the girl at the pharmacy knew that I was fine and she's a baby, and just goes, "Oh, Courtney, how you feeling after? How were you feeling after your first shot? Oh, I had a little, you know, I it felt like shit and jab, like you know." <laughs> I, the doctors and the pharmacists and the people giving these vaccines know who's going to be a baby and who's not. It's two seconds. I mean, here's the thing. Two seconds. Don't even look at it. It's not that big of a deal. No, here, I'll be honest. You know what I'm afraid of? I, I, do I like needles? No. Am I afraid of them? Eh, you could argue that a little bit. But what I'm afraid of is actually catching COVID, being in a hospital, and my last goodbye to my wife being on an iPad. Right. And that's what I said to this person is like, you know, you're afraid of needles. I'm more afraid of dying alone in an ICU being put on a ventilator yes. and being alone. And he was like, well, I'm afraid of that too. Then get the fucking vaccine. Yes. It's a, 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 a second of, of, oh, that hurts. And you might have a day or two of, of effects. Now, some of these people are saying they won't get it because it's not FDA approved. Well, I got news for you. Probably within the next week, two weeks, it's it, the, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are probably going to be FDA approved, at least the Pfizer vaccine. Um, although I believe they're trying to fast track the FDA approval for both. Um, so the, 
people that are not FDA approved uh, or they're taking they're that they refuse the vaccine because it's not FDA approved. Governor Ron DeSantis was in downtown Jacksonville on Thursday and he was touting Regeneron. It's an antibody treatment for those infected with the coronavirus. I feel it's very important to point out here that if you refuse to get the vaccine because it's not FDA approved, don't you dare try to get Regeneron because that's not FDA approved for coronavirus well, and either. I think it's funny that DeSantis is one of the ones who, when the vaccine was first available, made sure that, of course, he and his wealthy donors got it before anybody else could get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now is touting that, you know, like, oh, COVID isn't that big of a deal, but here, use this treatment, you know. It, so he's against vaccines yeah, sometimes. He, he, he was all for vaccines for people that were donors to him or people that were influential to his campaign. But everybody else, he has only, I think, once actually, like, promoted the vaccine. Um, he doesn't give – again, remember, I told you, you're all political pawns. That's all you are especially to the GOP. That's all you are as a political pawn. Um, look, guys, whether it's FDA approved right now or not, like as of this very moment, as of Saturday night at 7.24 p.m. Eastern Time, it's not FDA, the vaccine is not FDA approved. Right. But you know what? They, there are constant tests being done on these vaccines constantly. Mm -hmm. And when I say constantly, I'm not joking. I, as a researcher, I will tell you right now, I was doing research sometimes two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And they're testing its efficacy. They're testing any side effects. They're also testing any effects it has on the body that's unrelated to COVID. Mm -hmm. Are there side effects of the vaccine? Yes, not long-ranging side effects. Look, here's the thing. With a vaccine... Typically speaking, if you're going to have a long-term reaction to a vaccine, you'll know because it'll last longer than two weeks. Now, some wow. people have reported certain aspects. They weren't they, they weren't life-changing things uh, regarding the vaccine that were long-term. But most of them, in a very short amount of time, those, those side effects waved. They, were, they, they, they faded away. You know what's a side effect of COVID that's not going to fade away? Death. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, let's see. I'm, I'm going to feel sick for a couple days or I'm going to die. Let's see. Which one is, is, is more dangerous? If you had a camera, you'd see me hold my hands out like scales right now. Mm -hmm. If you decide not to get the vaccine, that's perfectly fine. If you decide not to wear the, wear the mask, that's perfectly fine. But if you decide to die, guess what? That's perfectly fine with me, too. Um, natural immunity or herd immunity. Is it possible? Okay, please weigh in on this before I do. Natural immunity, not with a virus that mutates. You know, even if you've been exposed to COVID, like, I assume that I have been. My body recognizes that it's COVID, but your antibodies... I mean, and you can you can easily Google this. Is that they found that people who have had COVID, and been sick with it, only have antibodies for a few months. 
you can get COVID again. You can get a different variant. It's just like colds. And honestly, colds are a rhinovirus. And when you get a cold, you're getting a different virus or a different mutation of the virus. That's why there's no cure for the common cold. Because every time we try to cure it... It's different. It, it mutates, You know, yeah. it's different. It's, it mutates. And that's why there's all these different strains of flus and everything like that. It's just that, for the most part, colds and flus aren't deadly on a grand scale. It's well, only people, when you get a, yeah. you know, a particularly bad one. People COVID is deadly. People will argue that about the flu. Unfortunately, you're not looking at the demographics. And I think that people should probably look at the demographics before they start quoting how dangerous the flu is compared to COVID. Because, um, honestly, you're just showing how stupid you truly are. Um, herd immunity is not going to be possible as long as it mutates. I, I, here's the thing. The Lambda variant, there's three mutations in that. That's not just one mutation. There's three mutations within that, within that spike cell. So this is mutating fairly quickly, and I, I'm not going to say it on here where where we possibly could go, um, but it's not a pretty place if this continues. Now, some people are saying, well, the vaccinations are causing the, 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 the mutations. Really? Seriously? Mm, that's another, okay. you don't know how vaccines work. Yes. You don't understand how vaccines work, and you're just proving how stupid you truly are. It doesn't work that way. The mutations are actually being caused by these people that are that are letting it spread everywhere. Right. You know. Well, and here's the thing. Let's talk about. We have plenty of vaccines available in this country that everybody could get vaccinated, and there are people who choose not to. There are other places in this world who don't even have access to vaccines, and that's where we're getting some of these variants from too. Yes. But that. That's not these people's fault. They just live in places where they're either not available or they're not being made available for common people, you know, by their governments or whatever, um, or they're extremely poor countries who can't get enough vaccines all at once, or they have to be stored correctly. Well, that's you know you if you only have storage for a certain number of vaccines, you can only have a few vaccines at a time. So that's where Lambda variant spread like wildfire in Peru, right? It was Peru, Brazil, and I forgot what the other country was right. down there that it was, but it was so in South America. But here it's in moved this up. country, we have vaccines available, and there are people who are too stupid or too ignorant. And are making the choice to not get it, and you're you're causing more mutation. Well, and here's the thing: if you decide you don't want to get it, okay, fine. You know what? I I disagree with you, but if you decide you don't want to get it, fine. But then, at the very least, wear a fucking mask. Yeah, use the other tools available to help us stop this. And that's the thing that bothers me is. Well, I, I just want to live my life. I just, you know, I, we need to open up and we just we can't be afraid of COVID. Then use what we have available to end this. Hey, well, 
And here comes the other point of this. We just want to open up. We want businesses to open up and businesses to flourish and, and, and for people to make money again. Well, it's really hard to make fucking money when people are fucking dead. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and fine, if dead's too strong of a word for you, it's really hard to make money and have businesses flourish when your employees are in an ICU unit, mm -hmm. if they can even find one. In Florida now, we are transporting patients out of state. A lot of places are. Yeah, I'm just using Florida as an example, yeah. but there's a number of states that are. Um, as far as as COVID and how many people are are vaccinated uh, in the country, I mean, again, if you look at the numbers, okay, everything over the age and, and over the age of eighteen, uh, 55. it's fifty five point nine, fifty nine point seven for twenty five to thirty nine, uh, and it just goes up. From there, 69.2 for 40 And that's people that have had at least one dose. Now, for under 18, it's 16.4. What they've found out is obviously from 12 to 18, those kids, whether or not they get the vaccine, and yeah, that's just one dose. Now, fully vaccinated, which actually is very important, even those numbers, though, are fairly high. You know, we're mm -hmm. almost at half the country being fully vaccinated. Right. Okay. So the people that aren't getting vaccinated, guess what? You guys are the minority at this point, and that's going to play a huge role, and we'll get to why. Um, the unvaxxed now, I, I, would, I would be willing to say, looking at those numbers, okay? Uh, and, and again, that, that's from the Mayo Clinic. Again, mm -hmm. doctors, science, people that are reliable. Right. Um. And again, if you're one of those people, well, I don't, I don't trust doctors. Good. You know what? When you get sick, I expect you not to go to the hospital. I expect you to just, just lay on your floor yeah, and die. Die on your floor. That's right. So. And see, I'm different from everybody else. Everybody else is going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's not right to wish death on. I'm not wishing death on anyone. No. I'm just saying that if you're stupid, just please die because I really don't want you to take up my fucking air. Yeah. You know, I, I. Sorry, that's just the way I feel. And if it offends people, fuck you too. Um, as far as the unvaxxed, they're now the minority in the country. So one of my biggest questions, and I, I don't think anybody really has an answer, why are we still forced to follow their path? Because they're the loudest screamers. Yes, they yes, are. They're, they're the, the, the loudest, most obnoxious about their rights and their freedom and whatever um you're all you care about is yourself why should we as a society listen to you you know as a society we have to take care of each other and i think it was a doctor who even said that you know we have generally in societies done what is best for the greater good there are times that we don't, but in general, that is how we progress as a society, is what's the best for most people, let's do that. And what's best for most people is to not die, to not be sick, to have people be generally healthy so that we can live our lives and have an economy and whatever. So 
if all you care about is yourself and you don't want to do what's for the greater good, then you should be the ones who sit at home. Yeah. And we should be the ones who then go out, we'll go out, we'll work, we'll, you know, we'll live our lives because we're vaccinated, we can be around each other. I mean, look at it this way. There's going to be a lot of, you know, pizza pizza jobs and working jobs and everything else because most of you people that refuse to get vaccinated, you're not educated enough to work highly skilled jobs. There's going to be a lot of construction jobs so, because there's people who, you know, do those kinds of jobs. I mean, that's the thing that, that sucks is that, you know, a, a lot of people who refuse to get vaccinated are going to get sick if they aren't already. Now, I want to point something out, too. Since we're talking about vaccinations. Me and you were hesitant to get the vaccination. Oh, first. yeah. And we Not, talked about it on here. But we were hesitant because I wanted to see more research done. We finally had seen enough research where we felt secure right. enough and I, of getting And I it. wanted to see how, especially with me, um, and I, I don't think, she, I think I've talked about it before. I don't think she'd have a problem with me talking about it. You know, my mom and I have the same blood type. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before. Typically, she and I react to things Pretty similarly, you know, whether it's illnesses or uh, medications or things like that. And um, she got the Moderna vaccine and had wicked migraines and felt like crap. And and I was like, you know what? I'm like, that's kind of I was going back and forth between Moderna and Pfizer because I wasn't going to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine after all that came out about women from. 18 to 45 getting blood clots at the base of their brain, you know? So that's why I picked the Pfizer vaccine and also the research studies and stuff that you, you know, you had access to and about how well it was performing against, you know, actually, you know, breakthrough infections and things like that. Um, And honestly, I have to say, like, yeah, the second shot, I felt I felt like I had the flu the next day, but not uh, not bad. Like it's that like first day of the flu when you're like I feel like no icky, I, you I, know. You felt like crap. I, I felt mean, like crap both, for like two days. Both but shots. You drank. You drank a lot of a lot right. a lot of water. And that's and I will I will say if anybody is hasn't gotten the vaccine and is going to get the vaccine, I made sure I drank a liter of water before I even got the shot. I got the shot at 11 o'clock in the morning. I regularly drink two to three liters of water a day anyways, but I made sure I got a whole liter of water into me beforehand and then continued to drink water I'm I, I it made me pretty thirsty too because your body's reacting to it. Yeah. I drank, I think after the second shot, the one day, I drank almost four liters of water because I was so thirsty. Yeah. Um, but at least, guys, get a liter of water into you before you get that shot because your body is going to need that water to keep itself hydrated while it reacts to the shot. Um, drink plenty of water. Any Anytime you get anything you know, you're on a different medication or whatever, you should definitely, I mean, you should drink water anyways. But um, that's my biggest advice to anybody who's getting the vaccine is just make sure you're hydrated. 
it will lessen the effects. It's just like when you're sick, you know, make sure yeah. you take in plenty of fluids. Your body needs it. It's the, you know, the first survival thing you need. Yeah, the biggest thing with me, everybody talks about their arm hurting. My arm didn't really hurt. But again, you're wrestling pain, for 20 yeah. years, you know, we were in pain all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So that didn't matter. Yeah. The biggest thing with me is I, fought, I felt a little nauseous after both shots. I did not. You know, I did not vomit or anything, but I felt a little nauseous, mm-hmm. and I was very fatigued. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, the fatigue for me lasted about three days, Yeah, uh, and I slept most of those three days. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, there's a couple things. Okay, so obviously, look, if you choose to get the vaccine, great. We would encourage that because, look, we want life back to normal, too. I... For people that don't know, I'm a huge Lionel Richie fan. A video came up that uh, that looked like it was a recent video of Lionel Richie. I'm like, I'm going to be really pissed off if Lionel Richie plays Tampa. Because Florida right now is, is, is one of the epicenters for COVID. Because I won't go unless it's outdoors. And even if it's outdoors, I won't go if it's filled with people. I love Lionel Richie. So for me to turn that, I mean, he's not coming here, but if he was to come here, I would turn that down, you know. So Kenny Chesney, I, you know, I'm a huge Kenny Chesney fan. He's coming here in 2022. I'm not getting tickets yet because I don't know what the future holds for anybody with this. Um, okay, so masks. I had somebody mention to me that masks don't work. Here's part of the problem. Nobody realizes how masks actually work. You work in the medical field. I work in the medical field. Masks are not to protect. It's not so much to protect you. I mean, they will. If you double up on masks, I've got the masks that I wear uh, have three cloth layers the middle cloth layer is a carbon. It, it, it's like a carbon. Uh, uh, it's a form of carbon cloth. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it it adds an extra filter. It's it's almost like having four filters. It's very easy to breathe in it. Most masks. Yeah, because I took your to old ones and they're they're really comfortable. Yeah, yeah, they're very comfortable. They're very easy to breathe with. Um, here's the problem with masks. Okay. They're meant to protect other people. Can it will you know? Can it protect you? Yes, marginally, but it's more to protect others. So if you're not wearing a mask, all that tells me is you really don't give a shit about anybody other than yourself. That's what it tells me, or it tells me that you're really stupid and you don't realize what masks are for. Here's the other part of it: how you take it off. If you just go and you reach the part that is exposed to everybody and then you don't wash your hands and then you stick your hands in your mouth or you eat food or whatever the hell you do, you just might get COVID. So, and that's where this particular person probably made the mistake. He probably took the mask off wrong. Whenever you deal with any PP, uh, you know, uh, uh, personal protection equipment, there is a very precise way you put it on and you take it off. And there's a reason. So you don't spread infection. Hmm, what are we talking about? Spreading a virus. 
So that's how that works. Would you agree on on that? I yes. Mean, okay. Yeah. I I knew we were on the same page because you know we both talked about that all the time. Even when doing an autopsy on 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 people, you wear a mask. You're not wearing it. You're wearing it to, to protect the environment. Yes, the person might have passed away, but let's say you have a virus of something. You don't want droplets of your saliva when you're talking because you record what you're doing to fall into that body because then guess what? You've, you've contaminated, contaminated. Yeah. the area. Um, it's one of the reasons. You look at NASA when they're putting together satellites. Guess what? They're wearing masks. Why? So they don't contaminate the area. It's not to protect them. It's to protect the area they're working on. Um, as far as social distancing, social distancing, how does it work? should be pretty simple. Stay six feet away from each other. I mean, unless you know the people. Here's the thing. With us, I won't go anywhere, like to anyone's house or anything like that, unless I know they're vaccinated. Unless I know they're vaccinated and I know they're healthy. And if that means I don't see my friends for a couple years, okay, that's fine. I, that doesn't bother me, you know, um, because I'm keeping them safe because they obviously don't care about keeping themselves safe. So here we come up to the point when we're coming close to closing this down. There are some possible scenarios if we don't take the chance to eradicate this virus. Or at the very least, at the very least, get a hold of it. Um, and bear with me for one moment. I'm, my, my throat's getting dry, so I'm going to. Sorry, caffeine. Um, so there are certain government actions, both at federal and state level, that can be taken. If you live in a red state, your, your state government probably isn't going to do jack shit. Um, geez, okay, my computer is beeping because it's telling me something's out of date. And I've got more important things to do, like talk to all of you. Um, there are certain government actions that can be taken. One of which, DeSantis insisted that teachers weren't going to get paid. Or, not teachers, but uh, uh, heads of education departments. Um, the one thing Biden did do is he ensured them that they would get paid, even if it was through federal means. Um, he shouldn't have to do that. Okay. Uh, governors should make sure that it's their responsibility to make sure their constituents are safe. DeSantis and Abbott in particular, but they're not the only ones. But those two in particular don't care if you're safe. If you're a donor, they care. But they don't care. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I'm talking about people now on Capitol Hill. Kevin McCarthy. Ted Cruz. I could list a whole line of them. They don't care if you're safe. Which I find really... Honestly, it's, it's, it's ignorant. Because... Why do you want to kill off your base? These yeah. are people that will vote for you if they're alive. What, you're going to kill off your base and hope all the older, you know, older adults, and by older adults I mean people that usually are in, you know, continuing care facilities vote for you? I got news for you. I used to work with older adults. 
and they do watch and see what's going on. And they actually do care about the younger people. They care about the younger generation. They don't want to see the younger generation die off. They're seeing what's going on. They're not going to vote Republican. The Republican Party is slowly killing the country, but it's also slowly killing, its, slowly killing itself off. And they've been doing it for a while. But most of the people that I mentioned go down and visit Trump on an almost weekly basis. Kind of makes you go, hmm. As far as global implications go, as long as this virus mutates and continues to mutate, I'll tell you right now, this is how it's probably going to go. It's going to mutate into a virus that is resistant to vaccines. Then it's going to mutate into a virus that's resistant to treatments. And then finally, it's going to mutate into a virus that kills very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we won't have to worry about it. Because if we'll it be kills, good. because if it kills within days, you won't. Travel was one of the biggest roadblocks in this whole thing. I mean, besides politicizing it, travel was one of the biggest roadblocks. If this mutates to the point where it is along the same lines of, say, Ebola, for example, where you get so sick or die within days where travel is just impossible. I'm not saying hemorrhagic, although early forms of COVID, hemorrhaging was a serious issue, especially amongst women. And that's why with the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and the blood clot at the base of the brain, for those that don't know, the base of the brain, that controls all of your life functions. Your heart, kidneys, your liver, your lungs, everything you need to live, it's controlled right at the base of your brain. You get a blood clot there, odds are you usually die. The only people that usually live if they get a blood clot there, it's because they're in the hospital at the time. And I know that for a fact because one of my professors, when I was in med school, had a, had a clot at the base of his brain. It dislodged, and still, several years later, he has some issues with his speech. But he lived, and he only lived because it happened when he was in the hospital. Um, as far as, you know, as far as our producers getting hungry... Uh, as far as almost an hour late already. As far as COVID goes, should government action be legal? I'm going to ask your question on that. I have my own feelings, but do you think that government intervention in certain ways should be legal? And how so, if if that's the case? Um, I think at some point it's going to have to be um it'd be it be legal like because um you can't force people to do things you know they can't go door to door and like pin you down and give you a vaccine you know that's we do have body autonomy no there are certain places that are going door to door and asking if you've gotten the vaccine if you say no they encourage you to right do it. yeah but no they you're can, right they can encourage but they can't pin you down and force you we do have body autonomy to a certain extent um but in other ways, such as, like, I know France has made it so that you literally have to show 
your proof of vaccination to walk into any store or restaurant or any public transportation or anything like that, um, that is a possibility. Oh, I think it's a you huge know, possibility. Um, They're already talking about it now. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very real possibility. And I think that might end up being the way is, um, you know, we at the beginning of this, um, back last March and April... That was something we talked about. When um when they shut everything down, I I had papers that now even though we live next door to where I work, I had the paperwork that said I'm an essential worker that, you know, my boss had filled out for all of us. And that way I could be out, you know, if for some reason we got stopped. Now here's the thing, they didn't enforce it here. No. No, which didn't. I think that they should. I and you and I had talked about yes. that. That I think at the, when when the whole country was going to shut down, we have enough national guard and police officers and FEMA and everything that they could have put at every major intersection, you know, and stop people. Why are you out? You know, what are you doing? Where yeah. are you going? You know, okay, listen, go to the grocery store, get your supplies, get home. You have an hour. Now, guy, Like, because in order to stop the spread of, you know, of COVID, um, we didn't do drastic measures. You know, everybody no. thinks that, like, well, not everybody, but, you know, all these people who are complaining about masks and social distancing and shutdowns and whatever – are saying, well, we shut down and it didn't work. We didn't shut down. No, our shutdown was a joke. And I want, I, I actually, I, I, I'm only going to interrupt you for one brief second about that. Italy shut down now. Italy mm-hmm. has, um, I think it's 60 million people. Probably. Italy shut down, and and we actually know someone that was in Italy when they were shut down, mm-hmm. and they brought in researchers from, I believe it was Japan, and they landed. <laughs> Uh, wow, sixty million! Look at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. But they brought in uh, researchers from Japan, and the researchers went to uh, the Italian scientists and said, "Your lockdown is a joke," mm-hmm. and worked with them to come up with a very efficient lockdown. Now, the lockdown again. People might worry, you know, as we're saying this, oh, we're advocating a police state. No, that's that's actually not what we're doing. What we're doing is saying, look, I would rather for a month be told, look, you need to show that you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that would hopefully let us get a good grasp on this virus. Mm-hmm. Then... To just bury our head in the sand, which is pretty much what the Republican Party has done. Right. Uh, And honestly, to some extent, what the Democratic Party has done. They haven't done nearly enough. Mm -hmm. Well, and there were other places, like Puerto Rico made it so you could only go out every other day. Depending on your license plate number. Depending on your license plate number. And in a completely different situation, I just want to bring this up. Everybody remembers the Boston Marathon bombing from, what, yeah. six or seven years ago, uh, I think it was? Possibly even longer than that, yeah. but yeah. I, I... Boston shut down, and before nightfall, they found those kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
shutdowns work if you shut down. Now, that, that was a completely different situation, but shutdowns are necessary for certain things, and they work if they're done correctly. And our shutdowns were not done correctly. So, you know, most of how COVID was handled was not done correctly. And that's why we're still, a year and a half later, talking about it and dealing with it and everything. Well, and and I agree with you. I, I, think, I think, first off, they should make it very difficult to do anything if you don't have... Mm-hmm. I, honestly... The New York with the Excelsior Pass that you have on your... I, I think it's on your phone, actually. Yeah, it's an app on your phone. Um, I actually think that's a great idea. Because at everybody this point, almost, uh, almost yeah. everybody, if not everybody, has a cell phone. And most of them at this point are smartphones because they don't make anything other than smartphones. You, you can't buy the old rock phones. You can't buy the old... Yeah, there are flip phones. But even those are designed like smartphones at this point. The Excelsior Pass is a great idea because you could show it to get into a restaurant. You could show it to get into a concert. You could show it to get into any place that you would need to go. And what's going to happen is you're going to see the government make it where you need, you know, they're not just the government, but businesses. When businesses start losing money, which is going to happen soon, if and it's already happening now, when businesses start losing money, you're going to see the businesses say they're only going to serve vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ask to see your vaccination. And here's the thing. They can do it. And you know why I say that they can do that? Here's why they can do that. First off, it's not breaking any HIPAA laws. Okay? It's not. And, and from working in a medical scenario, it's not breaking a HIPAA law. You just have to show the card that you're vaccinated. Um, and to go along with that card thing, if you're one of the people that buy the forged cards, yeah, congratulations, because you're probably now, you, you just now are ripe for identity theft because your information is going to be stolen mm-hmm. because I know exactly the type of people that are doing it because they're the same type of people that work on the dark web to get tools to hack into computers. You know, what I do now is protect computers. So, congratulations. You just pretty much sold your identity for three, $400. All so you could go and do what you want for your freedom that cost you money. Is freedom really free? Guess not. Um, that being said, uh, you, you need to show vaccinations to go to school. They need your vaccination records. Mm-hmm. You know, you need... That for certain jobs, they need your health records. When I when I worked in a hospital, they need my health records. I had to get I had to get the hepatitis vaccine, which much like the COVID virus is two shots, two injections over a course of time. Um, it they're going to make it so it's very difficult to do anything. Canada is a great example. Canada at this point, uh, starting this fall, and I don't know the exact date. You are not going to be able to take, you're not going to be able to fly any commercial airlines. You're not going to be able to fly in a train. You're not going to be able to cruise. You're not going to be able to do any of that. And they're also thinking about implementing it for stores and restaurants and things like that. Unless you can show that you are completely vaccinated. 
Don't be surprised when that happens in the U.S. And when it happens in the U.S., the people who are going to bitch the most are the people that refuse to get vaccinated or mask up or, or practice social distancing. But you're the ones that are bringing this on. You're the ones that are causing this. So if you're going to sit and whine and bitch about it, quite honestly, I'm going to laugh before I call you a fucking idiot. Uh, but that's what the government's probably going to do, because I don't see this ending. Yes, people rushed out to get vaccines in many states. But there again, I can't tell you how many times that I've seen when we've gone into a pharmacy where someone gets a second vaccine and they literally throw away the mask, literally throw it in the garbage. Like. It's magic, and they're automatically vaccinated. It doesn't work that way. As far as state-level action, should it be legal if it goes against the greater good? And I say that because what DeSantis and Abbott are doing is going against the greater good of their people. Should that be legal? Personally, I don't think it should be. I know right now that they're trying to put together a class action suit against DeSantis. Because he is putting lives at risk. So, again, my hope out of this was to maybe, possibly, get some people to understand that getting vaccinated is important, wearing a mask is important, to get some of you to see the whole, the whole my body, my choice argument is a stupid fucking argument. And to, to get everybody on the same page. Or a bunch of people are going to be pissed at us. Yeah, or a bunch of people are going to be pissed at me. And that's fine. If you're pissed at us, please, by all means, comment on the Facebook page. If you can engage in intelligent discussion, and thus far not one of you have been able to do that. Not one of you. Not one single person that disagreed has been able to engage in intelligent discussion at all. And that's bad because we were doing this podcast, I believe it's been for like nine months. And not one single person has been able to engage in intelligent discussion. So if you can do intelligent discussion, help. I'll even, I'll, we'll even do a special show just to invite you on. So you can have the discussion. You can school me. The problem is... Unless you're a doctor, you work in the medical field, you're going to have a really hard time schooling me. Um, I've been reading about this particular virus since Thanksgiving of 2019. And every article I run across and every research study, and I've talked to God knows how many doctors at this point, just so I can learn as much as I can Partially because I constantly want to learn, but also because I want to find the best way possible to protect myself and Ferrari. And I would like to hope that people listening to this are listening to it because they want to protect themselves and their family. Um, and other people. I don't want to infect anybody else. If, if, if I happen to come down with COVID, the last thing I want to do is infect someone else. 
the last thing I would want to do. Because I would feel horrible if someone died because of something I did. So again, if you like this podcast, great. Thank you. It was a special thing. It's not It's not like we're going to be back next week. You know, we're only going to do special episodes, maybe one a month. Um, uh, if you hated it, that's fine too. You know, I, I don't care. You can hate it all you want. Um you know, leave, leave, leave a, leave a post, uh, you know, so the public can see it. Cause here's the thing. If you send a private message insulting me, I'm just going to post it publicly on the page. So we're going to bring the discussion to the page anyway. Um, go to the Facebook page. It's in the, it's in the description and leave comments. So thank you guys so very much for joining us for another great day of freedom. And we'll be back when, uh, when we're back. Thank you. She